Westbrook Wednesday, baby. I mean, you got to give it up for a little bit of Garth Brooks. A little bit of ain't going down till the sun comes up. Come on now. A little bit of a shout out there to uh, for uh, for our uh, our plead the fifth victim. I mean, interviewee tonight, uh, Mr. Hans. He's one of those guys that uh, you know ain't going down till the sun comes up. He's one of those dudes that just that brain. You know, uh, that that giant brain inside of his head is just always running 100 miles an hour. He's that creative mindset. And uh, so I felt like, you know, in the last bit of the moment, I was like, you know what? Ain't going down till the sun comes up. That's a good one. So we'll just we'll, we'll kick that off a little bit of music this morning. Brad, Hi. what's up, buddy? Man, it's been a long time. I feel like it's been forever, right? Like, if you guys know, be rad. Brad Cody in the background, hiding in the corner. Oh, boom. The there he is. What's up, bro? I feel like uh, I do need to fix my password. Uh, the new phone, bro. The new phone. Yeah, yeah, the new phone. If you guys don't have the new iPhone 11, you should get it. It's really nice. Um, uh, so what up, guys? We didn't see you guys at all last week. I still got Garth Brooks playing in my ear. My bad. Um, we didn't see you guys at all last week. Uh, I was on a little vacation, which I don't do a lot. Um, and so an opportunity arose for the wife and me and the and the babies, the three toddlers. To, uh, to load up and go to the beach. And so we did that. And um, I talked to Fletch. We had somebody scheduled to go in. And we just felt like, hey, it was a good idea to, um, you know, to kind of, to kind of, you know, just pause for a minute, take a break. Uh, a lot goes into this show. And we've got, you know, you guys have been nothing but phenomenal and, and, and super, super supportive. But I mean, I took a little break, bro. I mean, I don't know if I deserved it, but but it was fun. Somebody just commented and asked if you were wearing boxer shorts. And no, it's super dark in here, but he's got on real pants. I mean, those are, what do you got? Is that anchors on your pants? Where'd you get those? At, at, I'm not even going to go there on this show. But if this was the after hour show that we keep talking about, oh, bro. Oh, man, it would have been game on. Let's see who we got going on here. Wait, we got to kick this thing off right. We can't start on bad juju. You guys ready? Let's do this the right way. Let's kick the show off the right way. What's going on, Facebook Live? Woo! What up, everybody? Welcome to Westbrook Wednesday. I'm your host, Scott Butcher, and holy crap, have we already dove off into it. If you're just now tuning in, uh, we're fixing to have a hell of a good time with Mr. Hans Newts. Um, uh, it's just it's going to be a good show. We got a lot to catch up on. If you guys are just tuning in, backwards says first, Walton's in here, Tony Evans. Uh, Jody Cousins, Barry Davis, what's up, my brother? Uh, Mr. Chris Jansen, Doug King is in here. Noah Dickinson is in the house. Tony Eves, Chris, uh, it's just it's going to be a killer, killer show tonight. You guys continue to comment, continue to blow these things up. If you've got thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, whatever it is that have you, drop them in the comment box and let us know what's going on. Uh, tough getting to the door through all those unicorns looking for Steve Hoffman. Absolutely. Uh, Steve did a phenomenal job with his little unicorn stunt that he pulled off today. And, Brad, we got to kick the fan on. It got hot in here, man. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it might have been just me. I'm about to kick that thing on there. Uh, hey, kick that air on the outside of that door, please, or would you? Um, sorry, we got to get some air circling. We're dying in here. I don't know what happened. Uh, fall is hitting us all of a sudden, apparently, or not. Um, uh, he's in a hoodie. I don't know how he's surviving in this hole. Anyway, 
Um, so we took a little vacation last week, took a little break, but we're back. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I, I caught myself last Wednesday night at eight 30 looking at my phone going, there's not a show. Like we're pushing on a year now that every single Wednesday night up until this past Wednesday, we've been right here together. And I'm not gonna lie guys. Last Wednesday, I was a little, I mean, it hit me. Did you miss it? Miss you. Oh my God. This guy's a lion piece of crap. <laughs> Uh, but I did, I missed it. It was, it was, you know, it it was, it was good. Uh, but we had a good time. It was a great vacation. Got to spend some time with the family. Um, it's always something you should do. And I'm a, I'm myself definitely a, a workaholic. So it was good to do that. Anyway. Um, there were several things that went around this weekend, multiple state championships. We talked about some of that stuff a little bit on the way in last night. Um, but, uh, but major shout outs to the guys and, uh, that, that won those things. Jason Alford, took the Georgia KBF state championship this past Saturday. Um, the Lone Star throwdown down in Texas had 155 anglers show up. And of course, none other than the man himself, Mr. Matthew Scotch um, dominated that event as well. Um, and then uh, just North of us in Tennessee, the cast state championship, um, what Steve Owens and those guys are doing there. They, they hosted a phenomenal event in the Tennessee championship up there. And, uh, and Mr. Russ Snyders, who I believe is a, I think he's a California boy born and bred, but I, I believe he's been in Nashville for a long, long time now. So a local up there was able to bring on the state championship and keep that in Tennessee. So lots going on. Uh, this weekend is the tournament of uh, uh, the, the, the Challenge Championship Series um, up on up in La, La Crosse, Wisconsin. A ton of guys up there. If you guys missed it, actually, Brad, you can pull that, bro, and drop that link that angler dropped in earlier today um uh angler and mike cheatham who they worked together a lot posted a phenomenal link uh for the angler of the year race coming on this weekend and uh they did a whole profile on the top on the top 10 for aoy for kbf this year and uh that's just that's some really really good reading so if you guys are, are listening to this later on in the podcast make sure that y'all go to angler.com and find that because it was it was really really good so anyway um, without further in, uh, without further, what's the word I'm looking for? Not introduction. What? Without further, ado. without further ado. Is that a word? Ado? I don't feel like that's a word. Ado? Is that what you're like on, on the outside of your can? Do? No, I don't know. See, I, y'all are fixing to really lose me because I'm telling you, and not only that, but Hans is like a brain. And so like, I'm going to be lost in all of his Auburn words. You know, he's an Auburn grad, right? Like, I don't, I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, no, not War Eagle. Ugh. But uh, we're going to bring him on anyway. So without further ado, guys, let's pull in um, uh, a man who really doesn't need a ton of introduction. If you're involved in the in the backside of this industry, if you're not, then buckle up, Buttercup, because you guys are in for a ride. You're going to learn a lot tonight on this show. Um, Mr. Hans Newts, everybody. What's going on, buddy? How are you? What's up, Scott? How are you? Doing well, man. How about yourself? Great, doing well. Thanks for uh, thanks for the invite. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, you know, me and you have been friends for uh, you know, I guess going on about two years now. You know, and 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 so you know, it's uh, you're one of the guys that I've wanted to have on to kind of pick your brain because I honestly, man, you know, you're you're literally building the industry. We talk all the time about how to grow and how to build and how to do. I mean, but you're literally building boats in this industry, and so I, I want to pick your brain for the next hour or so, man. Thank you. Uh, you're, I think you're too kind on those words, but um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun getting into uh, the kayak fishing industry and, and, you know, getting, um, 
just getting to be in sort of on the on the early stage ground floor type stuff and watching it grow. It's been awesome. I got you. I got you. Uh, Duke, I'm not going to highlight your comment, but I just played it out in my head and that's very funny. Good job, buddy. You almost got me to fall for that. <laughs> that's uh, actually my, that's actually my nickname most of the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, we're, I'm not going there, Duke, but, uh, but good job, buddy. If you guys are reading the comments, make sure you go read Duke's last comment. That's pretty good stuff, bro. Pretty good stuff. Um, so, uh, I mean, dude, you, you've, you've, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, the last, you know, really about the decade or so, I mean, you've been very instrumental in this process. And we're going to dive into some of that tonight. But let's be honest. I mean, uh, recluse is probably not the right word, but you're not a very public individual. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, some of that is, uh, I think, a way for me to to get to do my my job. Um, and without uh, I, I need a lot of time just to sort of pull off some of the stuff I'm working on. And so I'd love to be, I'd love to be out there, you know, on the tournaments, um, hanging out with everybody. Um, but a lot of times I just, you know, I got to kind of get behind the scenes in order to do this stuff. And so, um, you know, and it, and it, it's, it's, it's also one of those things where you got to kind of like, uh, you got, you got to just, be able to chill out a bit in order to be able to do it. So I guess that's, that's part of it. Um, and also I, I hear, I do hear a lot, but I hear it through like kind of through different people. So that helps. Um, I, I get a lot of feedback, especially from team members and whatnot. So I don't get, I'm probably not out there, you know, quite like you guys are um, hitting it every weekend and, and on Facebook a bunch, but uh, I, I do get uh, kind of get connected through other avenues, I guess. I got you. I got you. Very cool, man. Very cool. Well, before we dive into the, the rules here for Plead the Fifth, let me do a little bit of housekeeping. If you guys are just tuning in for the first time, uh, do us a favor. If you guys haven't done it yet, go in and drop a comment and let us know where you're watching from. Uh, we love seeing all the different viewers come from across the, across the different uh, sides of the country and uh, and kind of getting some feedback with you guys there. Also, secondly, go in and on that comment or down below in the right or left, depending on what you're looking at on your screen, there's a share button. Smash that share button. Let everybody know that you're in the house here tonight uh, getting ready to watch this interview um, and uh, and really kind of get an education into, uh, into not only Hans's life, but a little bit of about the kayak building process and about the backside of this industry. Um, this is a guy who, you know, we, we have a lot of tournament anglers. We have a lot of different people on this show, but this is an opportunity to really, you know, to, to, to give feedback or to have conversation or to hear the insights from a guy who's literally building, you know, the, the future of this sport. So, so we're going to get into that here in just a minute. I'm um, scared. Uh, no, don't be scared. Man. Don't be scared. <laughs> it's a little personal. It's a little professional. Like it's, it's to be honest with you, we have, we don't really have a lot of rules here because we don't really do anything the right way. Like we're a bunch of amateurs just, you know, with a microphone and a camera. So good luck. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you got, and you got, definitely ask questions. Whoever, if you got, if you guys have anything you want to ask questions about, um, you know, maybe things in the past, why, why we did them this way or that way. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Well, you've got folks from Adairsville. You got guys from Mount Holly, Greenville, uh, Greenwood, um, Island Lake, Illinois, uh, Hilton's VA. I mean, you know, folks from all over, you know, Cook Vegas, Tennessee, um, you know, Virginia popping off South Florida, Tennessee, Vegas. I mean, you got folks from popping up from all over the place. So if you guys got comments, thoughts, concerns, whatever, make sure that y'all drop them in here. Hans, I know that you're not overly familiar with the show, 
but the 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 premise here bro is 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 conversation like we would have if we were sitting in boats fishing and hanging out we wanted this show we founded this show to kind of be that type of conversation that type of camaraderie me personally i'm a fan of this space and and i feel like um i i feel like the best people on earth but they spend their free time in these little plastic boats and so i wanted more storytelling i wanted more of that to be around so that's why we do this show with that uh it's a game that we call plead the fifth and i explained this a little bit but i'm gonna make sure that i lay the rules out for you one more time i've done some research i've talked to some of your friends your family and maybe even your spouse <laughs> um i'm just saying i don't know if she confirmed or not but but maybe i talked with miss aaron I, I, I won't confirm or deny that right now um but I've put together uh, basically a timeline of your life. And, and through that, I've picked apart six questions that I feel like are solid. And I'm going to ask all six of you. I'm going to ask all six of these questions to you. You get one plead the fifth. At any point in time you decide to use it, there'll be zero follow up. I'll just roll into the next question. And then you can deal with that afterwards, right? When the cameras are off. However, okay. um, uh, but, but you only get one plead the fifth. And you can use it when you need it. Okay. You're a smart guy. I mean, you got a master's degree from so Auburn. I got to try and save that one, that plead the fifth, hopefully. You're going to try to save it, huh? That's as long the plan. As I can. That's well, what I'm you know, The good news is, is that if you make it through all six questions without using your plead the fifth, Brad's got a prize for you. Brad's going to go out and scoop up a big box of Georgia air and send that up to you. <laughs> right? You can do that, right, Brad? If he's really good, I'll hand deliver it. Oh, hand deliver oh, awesome. some air. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right man well any just, questions before we dive into it hans uh i'll uh you know what i'm just gonna roll with it and then we'll you know see how it goes i'm nervous okay okay cory already diving in he goes when am i getting my attack pedal drive <laughs> <laughs> well that's not one i of knew that was gonna be the first question yeah right that's not one of the questions cory cory that's enough out of you cory way to throw me under the bus right away there yeah exactly <laughs> Corey, Corey will do that. See, that's why Corey's not hosting the show. <laughs> so, um, all right. So here we go, boss man. Uh, this is Westbrook Wednesday. This is Plead the Fifth with Mr. Hans Newts, and I'm your host, Guy Butcher. We're diving right into this right now, boss. Question number one. Uh, I'm taking it kind of easy on you, man. Uh, okay. You grew up in Greenville, South Carolina, where you and your family pretty much reside now. Uh, mom and dad. Uh, both educated folks did a lot of different things, but you spent a lot of summers. They did a lot of ministry on mission trips. You spent a lot of your summers in Canada, a lot of your childhood getting lost, really. I mean, you know, taking, you know, following a creek up to, you know, to, to, to mama went to find you or taking a hiking trail or spending time out with your two older sisters. Um, how do you feel like those adventures in your childhood have shaped and molded the life that you're leading today? Oh, that's a, so that thanks for taking it easy on me. Yeah, first question. <laughs> um, well, I think I think if you ask my wife, she'd probably say that uh, you know I'm still like out in the woods all the time. You know, just lost half of the time. Anyways, um, I think if you even if you do kayak fishing as a as a hobby, you're you know you're just constantly. Um, looking for that next trip, you know, <laughs> and she's super kind to to let allow me to to get out and go fishing with, you know, on the, the trips that I go on and everything. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I really spent a lot of time as a kid um, just being in the outdoors. So uh, once you're out there a lot and you see, uh, you know, 
you just, you're in nature. There, there were times when I was a kid when I would, I would uh, take a canoe from, uh, from the camp and just jump in it and go. And uh, I don't even think my mom knew where I was or how far I'd gone. And I'm, I'm in remote parts of Canada where, um, you know, your, your bears and moose are all over the place. And, um, and I, I just had a fishing rod and a canoe and, uh, I would take off. So, yeah, I mean, you kind of get used to, to the adventure of it. And then, um, you get that, you get kind of addicted to that adventure side of things. And it just, it, then when you're, you know, uh, fast forward to, um, you know, even just being like, in your twenties, you know, you just want to, you want to go find that, that hobby or that, that sport that's gets you out there. So, you know, I think that's a lot of it is just, um, having all those experiences. Um, I didn't do a lot of, I didn't do a lot of hunting, but the, I did a lot of fishing as, as a kid. And my dad was, uh, um, really into trout fishing. Um, when I was a kid, he would, he would take me trout fishing on the Chattooga way up in the gorge. And that, you know, being up in that wild water and um, catching natives, you know, native trout up there, um, that stuff just, it gets in your blood and then you can't, you gotta, you gotta keep doing that kind of stuff, you know? I gotcha. I gotcha. Makes sense. Well, you kind of touched on a little bit right there, a little bit of rolling into question two in the early nineties. Um, you know, you, you had, uh, I've got, had, had gotten a bachelor's degree from Bob Jones university um, in finance. And you were kind of on this path of, you know, of you're going to go work in finance, but like you said, you kept, there was this itch, right? There was something that you just couldn't, you know, nature and being creative and, and not being able to shut that part of yourself down, um, drew you back into Auburn and where, where, where you went to school and, and ultimately, and you went there, you graduated with, with your, with your, with a, another bachelor's and your master's in whatever at Auburn. Uh, I have a, ba- a bachelor's in environmental design and a master's in industrial design. So, so, I mean, that creative type of mindset there, a lot of that stems back from wood shopping and, 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 and yeah. working with your father and a wood, your dad was a, was a craftsman, did a lot yeah. with woodworking and, and stuff like that. Um, I mean, what are the, some of those lessons from that wood shop that not only carried you through Auburn, but that you're still using today? Yeah, I, I, um, I, you know, as a kid, I did a lot of woodworking just because my dad had a shop and he was always doing um, projects in the afternoon. So after school, I was, you know, he used to try and get he'd pay me. um, I think it was he'd pay me like a quarter to haul the sawdust up like away for him. So I I started off just like hauling sawdust from the the planer because he was always planing his, you know, his uh, roughs on, you know, hardwood and stuff. And um, he was a teacher, but he did a lot of woodworking. So he was always teaching me how to you know, build stuff. And I think I think once you start making things with your hands like that, it it gets a creativity going. So, you know, even in like high school, I would um, I would build furniture, um, it, you know, for month. you know, I would people would hire me to build a blanket chest or something like that. And my you know, my dad would help me out. And uh, and when I was a kid, I would you know, I would even like. Uh, you know, I'd say, oh, you know, I, I want a, a toy, let's say, or something. And my dad would be like, why don't you try and build it first? You know, so you you kind of get this. Um, it's like an early you did, I didn't know it. But at the time, it's like an early um, tutorial in like prototyping, you know, like, OK, I'm going to make this and then I'm going to fail and I'm not going to make it right. 
and then I'm going to try it again and, and make it better. And so, you know, by the time, um, by the time I got through uh, business school, um, I was doing all sorts of, you know, uh, hands-on kind of stuff. And then, and then I really, you know, a couple years into, into being out of, um, out of business school and just, and having a job that was, it was, it was super boring for me, you know, not that it would be boring for someone else, but for me, it was just unfulfilling. And so that's when I was like, okay, I, I got to do something different, you know? So I want to know what was that turning point though? Like there had, I mean, cause you were kind of, I mean, you were established, like you were set up, but you had already, you know, spent your four years in school, got your bachelor's, we're going to finance. Like, what was it that you just couldn't shake that just kept telling you, you, you're, you're supposed to be doing something more and how hard was it for you because being a creative yeah. and being an analyst, you know, an analyst is, is two totally different mindsets a lot of times. And so, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I thought I, so I thought I, I honestly thought I wanted to do architecture, but I didn't, I didn't know that um, architecture was, uh, wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. I just couldn't figure out what it was that I really wanted to do. And then at, at some point I had, um, I'm trying to remember, I had actually, I was still working with a guy and we were, we were making like, we were doing like set design stuff and, and I was kind of doing it on the side. And um, we actually, we, we got a quote in to build a 20 some foot tennis shoe for Nike. And what? yeah, and it was a trade show. It was this tennis shoe that was supposed to hang from the ceiling and rotate above Nike's booth. And, um, and so we were going to quote this thing. And this was, this was like something that that um, we probably had no business making because we didn't know what we were doing, but we were going to see if we could do it. And uh, and so it, in that time, I actually met some of the designers that that designed for Nike, um, like tennis shoe designers, and they sent their you know they sent their sketches in uh, of what this trade show booth was supposed to look like and all this stuff. And I was like, I was like that whoever's doing that, that's what I want to do. Like I want to, I want to bring stuff to life, but I need, I don't have the, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what that is and it's not architecture. So that sort of set me on a path to try and figure out what it was. Um, and I, I visited several schools. Um, ultimately Auburn had a, had a program that worked out really well for me. Um, and, uh, you know, the, they, they had a, 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 a curriculum that would allow me to, kind of show up. I already had a, a business degree, so it allowed me to kind of fast track some things. Um, and I, I had honestly um, a lot of sleepless nights working, working down there to try and fast track on, on that stuff. But, um, but that was, you know, that was how I figured out how to take what I, my skills and kind of like go in that direction, I guess. Um, and it, and it, it was, it was kind of cool because once I got to Auburn, like I was kind of, I was, you know, foot in the bill, you know, entirely. Um, and, you know, like it was pretty much like, OK, I got to do this. This is there's there's failure is not an option at this point. You know, yeah, like you're all in. You've already you've kind of walked away from one life to go to another. Yep. Yep. And uh, and the, and the, the as far as like the, the business side, like the finance side of things, it just wasn't, you know, once you once you realize that, like, OK, this is just not who I am, you're at that point, you're, you know, you're not going to continue doing that. So 
Or you will, but you're miserable and, and you're making your life, you know, your whole life miserable. And at that, and by that time you'd already, I mean, you met your wife in like 96. I think you and Aaron met. My understanding yep. is that you actually owe a brother-in-law, like was your wingman or essentially like, would like, <laughs> is the one to introduce you to Aaron, right? Yeah, he was. And so he was, um, he was doing some like renovation type work and she was doing an internship as an in- interior designer. And he came back and he was like, he's like, Hey, He's like, you know, I, I met this intern and uh, and you you've got to you got to call her and, you know, ask her out. So, um, you know, texting didn't didn't wasn't around. Disney didn't. You went to a pay phone in 96. It was a cold, it was a cold call. You know, it was like. Yeah, you know, Facebook or checking on her Instagram or nothing like it was no. just straight up. I mean, so. I kind of, I had met her before, so I knew, I knew who she was, but I didn't know, like, you know, it was pretty close to, pretty, pretty close to blind date at that point. <laughs> some, some, some age when you talk about you couldn't text her. So I know. Exactly. Millennials don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I think at that time the cell phone was so oh, probably, probably about this big and, and yeah. bag, you know? <laughs> yeah. Start, start showing some age there. I know. Uh, all right. So, so you touched a little bit there on, on that creative mindset of, of moving from something on paper to, to, to ultimately, you know, to building something out. You've built several boats now across the industry for two different companies. I, I, I and this is a hard question to answer, but I'm in for the ride. I want to know about that process. And I don't mean like, I mean, I want to know about the process. Like what, I mean, what, give me, give me the best you can over the next five or 10 minutes of, I mean, from you have a design in your head, an idea in your head to, 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 to that end game when that, when that kayak is being birthed out of that, out of that rotor mold machine. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, that's, I, that's definitely a big, a big question. I'll, I'll try not to put everybody to sleep on that one, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it is a, so it, it does start out a lot of times as, um, a couple things. It, it starts out as an idea that, um, is built with some other people too. You know, you've got, you've got, uh, uh, a lot of, you've got a lot of input coming in. Um, but what I like to do, um, and this is sort of where my, I, I feel like my talents lie, let's say, is that, um, I like to really focus on, uh, sort of thinking about what the, what the end user would, would want to have. And so like, so for me, if, if I'm out, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really very big about being out in it, using, using the equipment that you, that is in your, the field that you're working in and really, you know, having the real experience and then taking that experience and turning that into like innovation. So like that's when I start a project, um, there's, there's always some input coming from other people. You've got the needs, uh, what the C, you know, the CFO, CEO are looking at, you've got the needs that product, you know, project managers, product managers are looking at that stuff, you know, so they're, so they're saying, we think we need this. And then for me, you know, my job is kind of like, I guess you would say like, um, I'm a go between, between who an engineer is and, and who the marketing person is. Like I'm, I've got to, I've got to find a way to link, um, link those the functionality of one side, and I've got to link the the um, the consumer thought process on the other side, and and bring those things together into a product that you know that it it it's sellable and it and it works really great and it and it looks cool and it 
you know, it satisfies all those things. So, um, so when I start something, let me see if I can go back to, uh, on to the beginning of your question. When I start something, I usually start with, um, some input from people, but I'm also trying to keep that consumer, uh, that consumer in mind. And it'll usually start with a lot of sketches, a lot of, uh, just napkin sketches or things written down. I, I keep a journal and I just write down ideas like, um, you know, and a lot of times it's, it comes from, from everybody here, you know, uh, parts of those things just come from people. Um, you know, somebody might, I might see somebody at a trade show or I might be fishing with somebody and they're like, Oh man, you know, I struggled with this or, um, nobody's done this right. You know, nobody's done that well, or whatever. So, you start that gets the ball rolling and thinking about, okay, we, you know, we haven't solved this problem very well yet. And so those are the, like sort of the core, the core ideas that, that get the, that kind of get it started. Now, at what point do you start? I mean, you've got some molds and some stuff behind you. I mean, at what point do you start making things and then, and then scaling things? So, um, so I'll take a, I'll take these ideas and I roll them into, um, kind of a basic concept sketch. And it's, it's usually, it's usually going to be like a, a top view side view of the, what I think this thing's going to be the, the boat, the, where things lay out. Um, and, and I, I build that sketch first fairly completely. It's, it's still kind of chicken scratch to me, but it's just a, it's just a, a something that I can then, you know, show to other people and say, do you, what do you think, you know, how, and, and once I have that sort of core concept sketch, um, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll, I'll begin in CAD. CAD is the, the short term. You probably hear me use that a lot for those. Yeah, it's an AutoCAD. It's a software that Com- you use. Computer software for, for designing. So I design in, in CAD, um, but I'll start in CAD with some really basic shapes. Um, I'll build, usually I build the, the hull first, the bottom side of the boat first because that really, how that turns out determines where things go on, on the top side. So I'll build that first and I'll, I'll make um, things like, uh, let's see, I'll make like mini models, like these guys right here. Um, see if I can get that in though. Yeah, 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 there you go. Here we go. This is a whitewater boat, um, but I'll make some concepts that, that kind of get me started and I can, then I can share these concepts with other people um, talk about the design, you know, work on, you know, how things look is, are the proportions, you know, are the proportions the way we want them or, yeah. you know, what surfaces are, are they the, you know, the right edges and things. So that's, so we'll do some concepts like that. Um, and, and, you know, we can 3d print stuff. We can do, we can see and see, we can, we can even, uh, do, you know, composite layup different things. So we'll do different ways of prototyping things quickly. Um, till we get to something that's that's fairly um, fairly solid idea, and then at that point, a lot of it is I'm going, I'm in CAD, and it's it's a and this is why I'm not out at tournaments on the weekends. It's because I'm I'm you know I'm having I'm I'm in CAD pretty steady for for quite a while to get a boat uh, concept done. You're kind of living that nerd life, so to speak, at the computer. No offense to the nerds, like we wouldn't do this without <laughs> you guys, but. I mean, like you said, you know, you're, 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 you've now, you know, it's funny cause you're such an outdoors guy and such a, you know, uh, you know, such an adventurous personality, but yet you've, you went into that field to be in that field. But now, like you said, you're spending a lot of time in front of a screen building, right? 
Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, and being in front of the screen is not, it's not my favorite thing to do, but the outcome is there. So, um, and, and it goes in, you know, it goes in waves. So I'll have a lot of screen time and just heavy, heavy CAD work. Um, and then after that, we get into the, to actually prototyping a full scale, you know, boat. And then, so then I'll be off of the screen for a while and we'll be help, uh, you know, I'll help prototype something. We'll cut it, we'll cut it in full foam and lay up and do the, um, the layups that allow you to prototype a, a full boat. And those are a lot of times those are the ones you'll see it shows. You'll see, um, you'll see these prototype tooling boats that, um, we may only be able to get five or 10 of these out of a mold before the mold is done for the mold. Yeah. So, you know, that that's going on. Um, if you guys have never had an opportunity to see some of that stuff, I got to see behind the curtain one time at, at, at uh, up at Bonafide when Hans was over there and got to see behind the curtain one time of them actually going in and working on uh, at that point, I believe it was the RS uh, coming to life and, and seeing these guys come in and literally, I mean, they're taking foam and shaving down where this is going to go and where this dimple goes and where this cup holder lines up or how that, and seeing them move that stuff from their heads into foam. It's, it's just, it's, it's a super tedious process. Yeah. But uh, the, like you said though, the end game of that is, is, is just, you know, it's, it's a piece of art, honestly. Yeah. And one, one thing that's kind of crazy too, is when you think about like, if you're, let's say you're designing a, a boat on a computer screen, well, the boat is on the computer screen is, you know, this big or whatever. And so you're having to look at it. It, it may be 12, 13 feet in length once it's full scale. Chris, that's a great question. Stick around. Sorry. Go ahead, Hans. So, so it's, so it's one of those things where you've got to like, you really have to spend a lot of time to get every, every surface has multiple reasons why it's there and why it has to be there in order to get the boat to have the right shape and stuff. So you spend a lot of time really analyzing all these different parts of the boat um, to get them to work right. And, uh, and so that's why there's so much time on the CAD. I got you. All right. Well, I, the, the next follow-up question, bro, that kind of rolls right into this is, is, and I don't know if you've ever had this question. I know that no one's come to you with this, with this, thought process i don't think i don't know maybe you'll surprise me here so so we're gonna trans we're gonna teleport into into into, into westbrook fantasy land right just where okay. you know completely imaginary world follow with me now i know you're i know you're creative you can do this so we'll wayne's world a little bit for you guys who are a little bit older and know what wayne's world is um <laughs> but uh, uh if someone comes to you say say you know whatever uh you know some investor some this whatever comes and says, look, the end price of whatever kayak doesn't matter and you have unlimited resources to build whatever boat you want, what would you build? <laughs> you no, know, money's not an option. Money's not an option in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't matter what the end cost of the product is going to be. If you want to go all carbon fiber or, I mean, you know, there's, there's no money. It's endless on what you have to, to build it. And it's endless on what you can sell for it. There's, you know, uh, you know, Bill Gates comes to you and says, I want the ultimate kayak. What does Hans build? <laughs> See, I would probably build some really, really weird, like. Well, that's what I want to know. Tell me about build it. Some, it's like super weird boat that, that no one would probably ever want to paddle or pedal or. Like a, so you're a blue sky. <laughs> it would be like, 
<laughs> no offense, Jackson. I'm kidding. The blues guys. No, <laughs> That's kidding. No offense, blues guys. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't. No, say I did. It's a joke. They get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. So, the, yeah, it would be. You know, like here's a, here's an example. Like uh, I've been looking at these uh, these like super long distance stand up paddleboard races. You know, like the Chattajack. It's like thirty some miles. I don't know what that is. The Chattajack. It's in Chattanooga on the on. Right, the, look that up. He's and on. Uh, yeah, look at I, I um I didn't get make it in the registration this year for it, which is good because I don't I don't know how I would even com- complete it right now. But um, but it's a super long stand up paddleboard race, and um, just just to try it, just to see. But then I'm like, I'm looking at stand up paddleboards, and I'm like, the one I the board I want doesn't exist yet. Like I want to make. I always want to make my own thing, right? So I want to make something that has like a, a a varied keel that is, you know, super long and has like stability outside of the waterline and all, all this. Right, explain that to to us slow folks, myself included, the varied <laughs> keel. Explain that. Well, I don't see it's it's just in my head right now. Like I I want to I want to make a boat that like that you can like uh, you can paddle like right now when you stand up paddleboard, you're just both feet forward. And you're just raking leaves, you know, you're just yeah. doing this. Okay. But I want a boat that's, that kind of combines what a racing canoe is like and a stand up paddleboard, but you can actually tip the boat on one edge and then rake leaves on that side for a while before you tip it on the other edge and rake leaves on that side for a while. So you get less boat in the water and you less water wetted surface. So the boat is going to travel faster, but it's going to track on both keels. Is that is that y'all's beautiful mind when y'all sit around the table? Is it, y'all call it raking leaves when you're paddling, standing up? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody said raking leaves one time, and I was like, that makes sense. That's what you do when you step. But it's good core workout. <laughs> no, yeah, so, you sure. know, just I mean, if you're not, I know you do a lot of yoga, but I I personally don't do a lot of yoga. Yeah. Who does yoga? I don't do yoga. You're the one with handstands on Instagram. I don't want to hear about yoga. <laughs> Have you seen me? The only yoga I haven't I've gotten any, I haven't gotten a handstand yet. A good one, anyways. I'm still- I gotcha. So okay, so, so, so if I so back to the, your question, yeah. if I did a boat, just whatever I wanted, I'll tell you what I would want to do is I would want to make a boat that is not necessarily high stability. I want to make a boat that goes really far, really fast, and it has all the storage so that you can, um, when you get somewhere, you get you get your equipment to. Um, to, to not necessarily pop out of it because that's been done, but basically like this thing is, is a, uh, 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 it's a bullet, but then it, it explodes when it gets there and you have like the ability to. Yeah. Old. I'm getting pumped. <laughs> We're going to start a GoFundMe for this. Yeah. So, but I would make something that's like, so, so that you, everything in that, everything in that boat, is is made specifically for your mission so you're not just like it's you're not sputnik with your rods everywhere and all this stuff you're like you're 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 going you know and like that would be cool to me it sleek and fast and if you put if you put pedals to it if you put a prop in the water that thing would fly but then when you got there it, it would it would require you to be involved in the in the the game of fishing more because you would be it's not going to be the most st- uh, stable boat. It can't be, but it would it would get you from a, you know one place to another place fast, and you would have exactly what you needed for fishing. And it would be lightweight and draggable. 
So you, you built a Skeeter. I got you. Other than the affordable. <laughs> the affordable. <laughs> That's well, there's a bunch of, I got a bunch of those, like, I've got more weird ideas uh, than that probably, but that that's one I would definitely do. I got you. I got you. Well, follow-up question to that, not a separate question, but follow-up question. Do you believe that the perfect kayak has been built yet? Uh, No, no. I I mean, I I will say that um, there's some, there's some really great boats out there and not, not just the ones I had anything to do with, but there's some really, really good ones, but I think it's one thing that is pretty cool for the whole industry is that like, look, uh, even like what Jackson did with the big, with the, um, the blue sky, did I just call it big sky, blue sky, blue sky. Yeah. yeah. Blue sky. That's it really out of the box. That's out of the box thinking. Oh, it's majorly out of the box. And, I mean, it's a phenomenal rig. Yeah. I mean, and that's props to that, you know, um, that's, that's the, uh, good for going after something like that. Um, there's so many, you know, directions you can go the, ultimately, you know, one of the things that makes a kayak really good to me is if it's like a good, if, is it a good balanced boat for the things that you want to do? So just, you know, it may not be the most expensive boat out there, but if it, if it has the right, um, if it can carry the right uh, amount of equipment for you and, and, and your weight and what you need to do, if it, handles the water that you're going to use. If, like if you're going in, if you're river fishing or if you're big, big water, big lake fishing, or if you're off the coast, the, the perfect boat is the boat that gets you out to where you're go- to what you're doing. And it handles all that stuff really well. I got you. Perfect. Yeah. I, I, I think that we haven't gotten there yet. There, there won't ever be a perfect kayak, but there will be, I think there will be, w- w- there's a whole nother level that we haven't gotten to yet with, I, I hate that word level, like next level, I guess, but I don't mean to say that, but there's a, we're going to end up at, 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 at we're going to end up in a place where, where stuff's going to be e- even cooler than what we're, what we're at now. That, yeah. I believe for well, sure. technology, I mean, you know, we, I mean, you've seen it just in the last decade of your career in this space, technology is moving rapidly. You're going to be, you know, the advancements and things you can do, the materials, you know, this, the, you know, it's, it's all, it's all moving at a very accelerated speed. Um, so super, super interesting guys. If you're just tuning in, welcome to Westbrook Wednesday. I'm your host, Scott Butcher. We're on with, uh, 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 Confluence Wilderness Systems Kayaks. Um, one of their engineers, Mr. Hans Newts. Uh, Hans has been around the industry for quite a while. Um, uh, he was, he's one of the original founders of Bonafide. Uh, he worked for Confluence before that and, and and went back to Confluence about six or seven months ago and uh, and is just cre- continuing to create and do different things and, and innovate inside the industry, build things, push the limits, and he's blowing all of our minds here. It is definitely not the normal conversation that a bunch of us redneck fishermen sit here and have, uh, but man, is it fun and entertaining to listen to how his brain functions and things that he would do. Um, with that, guys, we're rolling into question four here. That is a, um, that's, that's an, that's an old favorite. If you guys are familiar with the show, then you guys are familiar with our crankbait your Instagram segment. And that's what we're fixing to get into right now. So Hans is, Hans is blinking real fast. Like you don't know what's coming. So this is a segment that we You're call. Gonna get hot. Is, is it, am I going to feel hot soon? No, nah, I mean, we're going to see. I mean, you tell me, okay. we're going to find out if you, I mean, you know, the color correction on your lenses is pretty good. So we should be able to know if you turn red, look, looks like you are a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, so what this is, is we call it crankbait your Instagram. And what it is, is I've dug through your Instagram 
and pulled up some photos. I'm going to bring them up on screen here. I'm going to let you explain a little bit more about that photo. Okay. Are you ready? Now your I, Instagram goes back okay. to like 2012. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. I had. I don't even know what's on my Instagram. Like, hang on a second. Oh, look, he's sweating. I gotta get. I gotta get my shirt. Oh, Brad, you got a shirt. I got a topper for that. Whoa! Check that out. Check out Brad's hoodie. Brad, stand up. Show us your hoodie. Up that way. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that is. I love that shirt. Yeah, this was good. Links from where we find that shirt. I want to buy one. No, this is Goodwill right here. Oh wow, (laughs) that's a phenomenal find at Goodwill, man. That's what I'm talking about. This is the first time I've worn it. Actually, I figured I better have uh, something on for this question. Look a little, look a little fishy. Yeah, yeah. All these crankbaits. They, I think they're pretty old too. Dude, what a great timing for crankbake your Instagram. That should be the logo. I'm just gonna freeze frame this smile right here, and that's gonna be our Instagram, our crankbait your Instagram uh, segment portion photo right there. That's phenomenal. So we're starting off easy, bro. This was a recent one. Okay. I mean, beautiful wife Erin. Now you're you're a proud father to three beautiful kids: Emma, ten, Logan, eight, and Gage, six. Uh, yep. I mean, but this looks like you guys partying up here. It says. Uh, it says, I think that went well. Hashtag family photos. Tell us about what's going on here, boss. So, yeah, so we have we have a really our well, you anybody has has little kids or had, you know, little kids, they you know how family photos go, right? I mean, you're yeah, like I do that for a living. You, you know, you're lucky to get any. So that's that's a joke for us, you know, because like I, I'm much I'm much more a fan of the photos that aren't polished up. You know, the ones that don't look good <laughs> when, it, you know, you got the, the the babies crying and one kid's, you know, got their, their hand in your in your face and all that stuff. So this was actually this one was actually pretty fun. We were at a, a, a wedding this summer and uh, they had a photo booth at the wedding and we just all ran in the booth together. And I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> but Logan's got like a propeller on his head on his little cap and. I don't even know what I'm holding like a I'm holding like a, a gun or something. I'm not even sure. Take with some glasses and that looks the top picture looks like it could be some kind of monkey or something that you had on going through in there. Oh yeah, maybe it is. I can't remember what I I don't even know. It was it was halfway through the reception, so there's no telling. There was a few IPAs is what you're saying. There was a few IPAs going and uh and the kids were having a blast. So, you know, we I think we actually I think we ended up um with a whole slew of those. And I just, I was like, yep, that's going on Instagram. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Then the, the next photo I'm pulling up, I snagged it off of your Instagram because as soon as I see it, I didn't have to read the caption. I knew who this belonged to. And I want to see uh, how many folks have the same reaction. I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> so yeah, that, that blew me away right there. And I don't, I don't know how, you know, some of you guys probably have, something similar to that, but, but that is Mr. Jeff Little's, uh, tack box. And, um, whenever I fish with, with Jeff, um, you know, he just, he's like, he opens up his tackle box and I'm like, it's literally like, you know, and I'm just like, what in the world, where do you get all these, you know? So I just snapped a photo of it because it's cool. I mean, you know, a lot of history in that box, the color, the color, the history, the fish that have probably been caught on some of the lures. And I, I don't know it, 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 it my, let me put it this way. My crankbait tackle box, it doesn't look like that. <laughs> well, guys, if you guys are unfamiliar, this is Jeff Little's, uh, one of, one of Jeff Little's, uh, uh, 
crankbait tackle boxes, one of his planos. And, uh, and this, this tackle box has been on this desk in this office at my house when we fished together. And I recognized it as soon as, as soon as I saw the photo, um, because, uh, uh, if you guys don't know Jeff little, he's another one of those beautiful mind guys that just does things on another level. And it's just salt of the earth. Phenomenal guy. He's been a guest on the show. He's been, he's been here in the office and did the Torquedo show with us, um, live, uh, when we, um, when we, my mind just went blank. Can we pull on for that show? Uh, anyway, yeah, you guys can go see that. Uh, can can find that on westbrooksablico.com forward slash Westbrook Wednesday or go, or go check that out. But just, um, you know, a beautiful mind of how he keeps this. Now, what I found funny about how you found this type of organization funny actually leads me to my next photo because this looks very similar, right? This is, well, yes, that's that's my garage. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I lost it. Here we go. Let's go back. Oh no, I lost the photo. Let me pull it back up. Go ahead, go ahead and tell us that. I'll pull it and talk about it. I'll pull it back All up. All right. Yeah. So I don't remember what the caption was on that one, but I um you know, I think so a buddy of mine, uh, he's actually an engineer. He was an engineer at Confluence for a couple of years. He's a, a good friend of mine. He's he had this the the idea that if you want to in, interview an engineer or a product like an industrial designer like myself, if you want to interview somebody for a job in this industry, what you should do is go to their garage. And if it's neat and there's like, you know, you got a couple of tools hanging up and a, and a blower, you know, a mower and a blower. And that's not the guy for you. Well, you want to go to the garage of a guy who's, whose garage looks like that. Right. Cause there's a, that's a mess, you know, but there's, it's 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 organized, believe it. <laughs> now this is your garage, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> but and there hidden in there are probably ten or twelve kayaks, uh, would be my guess. Some in, in and around. <laughs> but I did you know, we all rig, right? You know, rigging. Oh no, for sure, bro. Oh, there's this actually I, I think there's two motorcycles. There's probably five or six bicycles in there, and that I got a surf ski hanging from the ceiling, but, um, you know, you got to have stuff around you cause that's the inspiration, right? So, you know, when you have the stuff, um, it, 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 it helps you when you're, when you're working on new ideas. So that's what I do. I, and I do a lot of design work. Um, I like to do a lot of design work out of, out of a garage. That was, I actually just moved to a, a different house this year. We moved, uh, uh, to a place where I don't have a garage in my basement. That's a basement garage. And it was, it was awesome because I could have all my kayaks down there and I could do design work from my, from my garage. So, yeah. Absolutely incredible. Your, your comment underneath it on your Instagram says the first step to recovery is admitting that you have a problem. Uh, you know, and again, you know, it's funny to me, like I said, you know, I, I, I knew that you would talk about Jeff Little's tackle box and talk about, you know, like you don't understand it. And then I look at your garage photo and I'm like, dude, it's the same thing, bro. <laughs> it's the same. Well, look, you know, there's, there's definitely like being disorganized. And then there's like within that, you know, generally being disorganized. Cause like Jeff Little's tackle box is disorganized, but I guarantee you, he knows every crankbait is it where every one of those things is in there. Right. Which one of those would Aaron say you are? Are you the are you the organized, dysfunctional organized, or are you just the straight up disorganized? I I tend to think I'm the um, 
I am. Yeah, what would Aaron say? I need to oh, interview she, my wife. That's what I need to do. I don't know. She's been cleaning up after me for 18 years. <laughs> she, she knows. She, she knows my game. Hats <laughs> off my salute, Mrs. Mrs. Newts. That's I know. Uh, she's, yeah, she's phenomenal. Trust me. Because I, yeah, you know. No, I, I dug through your Instagram all day today. I know you married way out of your league, bro. You don't have to explain it to me. Oh, yeah. I outkicked my coverage. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, now, a lot of folks may not realize this about you, but I mean, you're, you're, you're quite the enduro biker. I mean, you spend a lot of time on the open roads, traveling the country, doing different things. Tell yeah. us about this photo here. This looks like it was November of 2013. Yeah, that's a, a, a buddy of mine and I, we, we like to, we just camp on them. So uh, I don't get to, I don't get to go a lot, but anymore, but, um, but I definitely, I love the enduro bike. I, I took some ammo cans, welded um, welded some brackets on some ammo cans, and uh, bolted them to the back of my bike. So I I can just camp off of it. I've got a hammock, a stove, and a couple things. And basically, I mean, where I live, uh, within 45 minutes, I'm in some of the best curvy uh, mountain roads that in anywhere in the country up in North Carolina. So a lot of times we we would just go ride. Um, we'll just pick pick a state, ride to it. We'll ride up to West Virginia, um, hit all the, you know, hit a bunch of coal roads and back roads. And when, we, you know, when we get uh, ready, when we get tired in the evening, we just find a forest service road, try and find a, you know, a, a quiet spot, and put some hammocks up and camp out. Um, but the enduro bikes are just, they're just the best for that. Like you, you don't really, you know, whether you're on gravel, dirt or, or paved, cur- you know, you know, 20 mile, 30 mile per hour, curve, super curvy road. The enduro bikes are just, they're the, you know, they're the bomb for that. So I, I've got a GS, um, it's a 2004, I think. And uh, it's, you know, just, I love, you know, I, I love getting out. And, and the best thing about enduro bikes is that they're just, you know, you're able to throw everything on the back, but you're not really limited to where you, where you go with them. So, yeah. <laughs> It's a phenomenal lifestyle. If you guys have never have never traveled like that, never got out and done that, then it's one of those things. Now, uh, Dustin was commenting here, uh, says it looks like your desk at work. I'm assuming yeah. we're going back to the garage picture. So I'm assuming <laughs> know what that looks like, though. Yeah, my desk at work is slowly, I, but I've only been at that desk for a few months. So it's just, it hasn't had a chance to sort of like pile up yet. You know, it's going to take a little. Yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still getting, it's, it's still getting the, the grind there. So. Now, I want to go back a little bit because, uh, you know, a lot of people that may or may not realize, and I'm not going to harp on it a little bit, but it was a big part of your life and it was a big part of, of what Bonafide is. And obviously myself and Brad, and so many of us are Bonafide guys. Um, uh, this, this I'm assuming, was hard hat area. Uh, this looks like it was about the same time that y'all started birthing Bonafides, right? Uh, that one, I think... I think that that shot is from Confluence, but it could be around that around that time. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was uh, what? 26, 2016. No, this, is, this is April of 2017. I don't. OK. I don't know. Maybe that's I don't think that's in the bona fide. I got you. Actually. But yeah. But yes. Yeah. Um, we did. I mean, we we put the oven you know, we put the oven in, in the bonafide factory and, and, um, uh, we actually, um, it was funny cause we had, we had, uh, skateboards and when we were putting the oven in, it was pretty, pretty sweet cause the, the pavement in the, the warehouse was slick and you could, I mean, you could fly through that warehouse on skateboards till the, 
till everything started filling up. You know, <laughs> well, you're a one wheel guy too, right? Uh, I don't have one. I want one. Um, I gotcha. Luther's got a bunch of them. I've, and, I've, uh, I've seen, I've seen yeah. you write them on your Instagram and had them on Facebook before and stuff like that. So I wasn't really sure. Yeah, but, I've got a longboard. Um, that's what I was riding around the factory is a longboard. I got you. All right. This is the last photo on the Instagram segment. Are you ready? I mean, I have to, I have to throw this up here. We have to talk about this a little bit and no disrespect to any kayak manufacturers. That's not what this is about, but yep. this is, this is real life of being an engineer and being a product designer. Yeah. Uh, you know, I tell us a little bit about this photo here. No, uh, that's a good, yeah, that was, that was funny. That was uh, ICAST this year. Um, we went by the, by the vibe booth and they had this, um, this printout of their, their boat. And um, it's just funny because actually somebody texted um, somebody texted that to me, the picture of that to me um, before I even got to ICAST. And um, and I looked at it and I, th I honestly thought it was just a printout of of the Bonafide of the SS-127. A printout of your design, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so I was like, so I mean, looking at I got to look at their boat when I got there, you know, they've pulled obviously pulled elements from various designs that, are, that already exist. But yeah, it was, <laughs> we were just kind of standing around looking at it and I was actually trying to take a photo and then Everett from new canoe came over and he was giving me a hard time. Of, was, <laughs> and then poor Gene, I think Gene got pulled into it somehow. No, don't, don't poor Gene, nothing. I'm bad. Gene <laughs> Jensen's one of my best friends. I know he was up to something right there. He was probably the one saying, take the photo. So don't forget <laughs> Gene, was, Gene was watching earlier. I don't know if he's still on here, but don't cut Gene no slack. He's an instigator. Yeah, he was. He, and, uh, and we were, we weren't trying to be, we weren't trying to be uh, mean about it, but it was just, it's just funny because you could stand there and pull and see all the different elements that were in it, which is, I think I even put it in my quote or in my, my you did. tag there that like, it, it's, it's not so much like, I don't, I don't necessarily take um, issue with all of it. Although it's, it's, it, you know, you, you do have to know that like sometimes things are going to get copied it is. I, I think it's a little bit of a, um, a compliment in that sense. Like if somebody you do something that works well enough that somebody else, you know, uses it, obviously, if it's not patented. But um, so it's a bit of a compliment. But it's also motivation when I see stuff like this. It's motivation for me that I, I just need to keep on innovating like that, that. That's the stuff that excites me is like, OK, where are we going from here? Because somebody's already found what I did and then they've they've started copying it. So. They, but they can't copy what I'm doing next. You know, they can't, right. they can't. Yeah. They're, 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 they're going to, they're going to be the, they're going to, they're, they're, they're trying to follow the footsteps, but you're, you're where you're going. There's no footsteps to be followed. That's, that's the idea for sure. You know? And, and I think that was kind of the point behind that post is like, you know, we're, we're, it's a, it, we're a small industry overall and uh, which is great. It's kind of cool that uh, we all know each other. Um, but you know, we're going to, we're going to all have to, work really hard to keep innovating and keep uh, kind of keep our own space and do that stuff, do it our own way. So um, it's more a positive post than it is just ragging on somebody. <laughs> oh no, no, for sure. Like I said, you know, it, it makes perfect sense. But like I said, you know, and we were the same thing when I walked by it at first, um, you know, down there, we said the same thing because, you know, I, I, I've gotten to see, you know, your sketches on napkins and have conversations with you and us being friends over the last couple of years and to walk by and see that, like I said, at glance, you think, Hey, there's Hans's boat. And then you're like, Oh, that's not Hans's boat. Right. So, you know, Hey, it is what it is. Right. So one of those things, but you know, like I said, continue innovating, continue pushing those limits and let that stuff kind of, you know, kind of, you know, steer you in the right direction, so to speak. So 
Um, killer, man. Hey, you survived the Instagram deep dive. No sweat, right? Look at that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that, that was, I was a little sweat. I was sweating some of those early photos because I don't even know what I had back then. No, you had a lot of good stuff with the kids, a lot of good, dude, you're actually quite the visual guy. Like you're quite the photographer yourself. I mean, you do, you do a very good job. You definitely had a good Instagram. I think that you keep it private from most folks, but Guys, if, if he'll open it up to you and let you guys go dig through his Instagram, man, he's a great follow. Make sure that y'all go check him out. I don't know if he will or not. I hate to throw him on the spot like that, but but it's good stuff. Um, all right, where am I at here? Um, okay, so I want to know, uh, rolling into to, to one of our final questions here, um, and this is kind of a two-parter. What was what what product or design? Because you've been a part of multiple different things. I mean, you 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 were a big hand in the attacks 120 and 140. Um, the the Mobius that Wavesport put out in the beginning of your career. Um, you know all of you know all of Bonafide's current production boats. You had you had a huge you know influence in um, this recon that you guys are putting out now that y'all had down at Paddle Sports Retailer. Um, I believe I'm hearing rumors of, of a paddle and pedal version of those. Um, yeah. you know, some of that stuff kind of, you know, kind of being looked at, um, what, what product or design, and this may be that whole, you know, which of your kids is your favorite, right? But I mean, what product or design are you personally the most proud of out of everything that you've done to date? Oh, wow. Um, it's like, which kid do you love the most? Which kid do you love? <laughs> Well, you know what they are. They hey, are kind of you. Yeah, no, they're they're kind of like kids in that sense because you you know you they're all they're all unique in in different ways and sometimes um, uh, you know when you're working on something like that and it's I should say this too real quick that it's it's definitely more than just me when it comes to designing stuff. I mean, it all the boats I've ever done it, it, they've had. Um, you know, lots of people that are behind the scenes that don't probably get their name associated with it as much, but they, but um, you know, there's a, there's a a, definitely a lot of input that comes into it. But um, when they, when the boats pop out of the mold and you, you kind of get the early ones out, they all, it does feel like you're kind of getting it's, it's kind of like get getting a child, you know, cause it's like, Oh, you know, (laughs) here it is. And then, but then, you know, you worry about like, what, what are people, what are people going to think about it? You know, are they going to, are they going to like it? Are they going to hate it? You know? Um, but yeah, the, uh, I would say, I would say that I like a lot of the, the boats, they just had different things that, that I liked about them. So for example, like the attack, um, the attack 140, you know, that's a, it's a 14 foot, you know, fishing kayak, which for most people, that's maybe a boat that you're, you you don't want to lug a 14-foot kayak around. Unless you're Brad Case and you carry four of them around with you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but with that, with that uh, a boat like that, with a 14-foot boat, you just get so much efficiency out of a hole like that. And the layout is so nice because you have the extra room and, and you don't have to go super wide and all that stuff. So you, a boat like that, there's some things about the layout of that that are just really I really enjoy when I get back in one, I'm like, Oh, wow. You know, I love, I love how this thing feels. Um, you know, the bonafide boats that, uh, we, you know, we all work so hard on those boats. Um, the, the feature set on those things, you know, they're, they're great. The, uh, the, so many great features on those things. I, you know, I, I love the layout of them. Um, and then, you know, even boats like, uh, I, I did the, um, 
I worked on the uh, Perception, the, the Pescador Pros, and um, those boats were, um, you know, I, I'm really actually pretty proud of those boats because um, when we were doing those boats, we were able to take what what had pr previously been kind of priced out of the that price range in fish like fishing features, and we came in and we were able to to, to put a fishing boat in a different price range where people could um, could really enjoy some good fishing features. And they, you know, they had a, the, uh, a mesh open uh, mesh type seat. So, you know, sometimes it's stuff like that where you can, you, you're not only innovating like up, upwards to, to like higher ideas, but you're also innovating in the, the sense that you're going to make something that's more, um, more manufacturable, more, more accessible, um, um, you know, in that direction too. So that, that's kind of a cool a kind of a cool side of it that I don't think a lot of people ever talk about. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, boss man, sixth and final question. You've made it with your plead to fifth here. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you decide to use it here. I think you'll be taking a, 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 a coward's way out, but let's <laughs> see what you do here. No pressure. Um, and this is kind of simple here, man. You, you've been around, you, you've, you've seen a lot of different products. You've seen a lot of different things coming through, go to the industry. You're at all the trade shows. You're seeing all the stuff behind the curtain. What was the last product that you saw that you said, why did I not come up with that? What was the last product that really impressed you on the market or not on the market yet? Uh, that happens that actually happens fairly often for me where I see something and I'm like, or I had the idea, but I didn't pursue it, you know? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm trying to think right now of something that, that was, uh, that was recent like that. Oh, okay. Here's one. This, this isn't kayak fishing. Okay. Okay. But this product, I just, I saw this at ICAST and I think I think it was on my Instagram page. Uh, boat stand up paddle boards did an inflatable yeah. chair out of the drop stitch material, and uh, and they they did a chair that um, it's kind of sits like an Adirondack chair, but um, but it it's completely you know would float. It's it's and it's um, it's super durable like raft material type stuff, and. Um, if you go look at one, you'll see what I'm talking about. But man, that that thing, I was like, why did <laughs> why why didn't we think of this already? Like, why hasn't somebody done this one already? <laughs> so, it's just like you said, it's one of those inflatable. You know, it's basically an inflatable lazy boy, right? And then Ron, it's an inflatable lazy boy. And who doesn't want it? Who doesn't want to sit on a beach and crack a cold one with a uh, an? Inf I mean, you could sit in that thing and probably paddle it around too. You know. But it's just the ultimate like summertime, you know, uh, gotta have kind of kind of like. Uh, it out, Brad. Find us some. Find us a link for that, bro. We gotta see if we can buy one of those. Flesh. Yeah, they sold out. We're using your credit card. And they brought like I think they brought like a hundred of them to the show, and and I think they they had completely sold out by the time I even saw one. So. Well, who doesn't want a lazy boy? Any way you can get it, right? Like, exactly. Recliner, that's the ultimate man toy, right? So, hey man, you survived Westbrook Wednesday. Plead the fifth. Look at that, Hans. And I didn't have to, didn't have to, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that right there. I'm happy for you too, man. You got to smash that heart button, smash that thumbs up, give Hans a big round of applause, dude. You absolutely come in and killed it. I learned a lot, ton, tons of good information. There's so much more. I've got pages of notes on you from all of your friends and family. 
And they're like, I could, I could, we could do a whole nother six. We could do a whole nother six questions, but we don't have time for that tonight. Um, but, but, uh, Wildy is doing some, some big things in the space. I know that we briefly touched on, um, uh, my mind just went totally blank on the recon and some of what you guys are doing there, but you guys have also, a lot of people don't realize what we're getting in at the shop, Westbrook supply. Cause you guys didn't know, we just brought in a lot of your, a lot of y'all's accessories. You guys are doing some phenomenal innovating and some phenomenal things in the accessory world. And then just very recently, um, I got to get a little bit of a sneak peek because of my close relationship with Mr. Tim Perkins. Um, and you know, and you guys all know Tim from the Westbrook team. Um, but we got to see the paddle before it kind of hit markets and you guys have done a ton of stuff with that. So talk to us a little bit about what we're giving away tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Actually I brought them, I brought them here so I can show them we're doing a dry bag and, um, it's a, the wilderness 35 liter dry bag. And, um, there was actually, I guess, I'm not going to probably have all the right information, but um, they've got these in some different sizes, but it's kind of cool. This one is, um, you know, it's the roll top, so um, you can seal it up. It's got, um, and this one's insulated, by the way, so you got your, uh, uh, you can put your cold, your you know, your cold, frosty cold chilies in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are you IPA? Your IPAs, you can, you know, slide them on in there. This is great for the back, you know, behind the crate or whatever. Um, a good spot in the boat for these guys. Actually, um, I think I've got the smaller version, but um, but we're doing a dry bag tonight for, as the giveaway. And Willie has um, a bunch of different versions of sizes of these guys, and they've actually got uh, some different bags coming, either coming out or already launched that um, really fit the whole kayak fishing market really well. So, Definitely check out like uh, Wilderness Systems for some of the accessories because I'm using the Gen Two or, or the Gen One crate uh, for Wilderness, um, which is a phenomenal crate system in the back um, of the boat. And up front, I've got a, a a bag that's actually designed in that sort of bow shape, so I throw it up in the front hatch up there. So there's some good stuff here. Um, at yeah, Wilderness. These things are built phenomenally strong. One of my favorite things about yeah. these bags is uh, is is the, the insulator sleeve. It's actually a two-part system in some of the bags. Yep. And that yep. insulator comes out of the bag. So you can use it as a standard dry bag, or you can use it as a cooler with that insulator. Tim Perkins has one. We had it on one of these skinny rivers just below the house the other day. And I tell you what, you guys know that I'm a Yeti guy, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes my Yeti is stupid heavy and just bulky to lug around. That thing was absolutely incredible. And I told him, I was like, dude, when I interview Hans, I'm going to talk my way into getting one of these things. <laughs> exactly. I'll buy one because the, the way that they've designed that to be that component system, to use it how you need it, that that's some, that's some innovation there. And I was really excited about that. So uh, this yeah. paddle, I mean, this Apex paddle you guys have, like yeah. a lot of people realize, I mean, this is, this is a premium paddle. I mean, guys, this paddle retails for like over $400. Like somebody's fixing to go home. I mean, you're fixing to put a, put a smile on the face. Uh, this paddle is uh, is is a primo paddle. This isn't just another run of the mill. This is the apex here from Wildy. This is their new system. Talk to us a little bit about, about this paddle and what makes it so special, Hans. Look at Vanna White right here, man. I'll tell you what, if you ever... check that out. I, actually, you know what? I'll I'll tell you. This is my absolute favorite paddle blade. Um, the shape. This is the one I use. This is that the full carbon. Um, apex um but this paddle blade i'm probably gonna get this wrong um but i believe that this paddle blade was adapted from the uh the at2 paddle blade shape 
So it has, um, I'm going to do, can I do some tech speak here for a second? Absolutely, please do. It's, it has a really nice, let's see if I can, has a really nice shape here that um, the, the blade doesn't flutter in the water. It has a really nice catch. So when you put this blade in the water, it's super quiet. And uh, uh, Tim Perkins will tell you that too. Um, it's a very quiet blade in the water and it's very stable, but it also has a lot, a lot of surface area. Um, so you can really put the, put the paddle to the paddle to the, to the metal, the paddle to the water on this, on this thing. That's why I use it. I love the, I love the, the, uh, the power out of this blade because it is kind of like, it's like my whitewater blades. You can, you can definitely get a lot out of it. And then the other thing that's pretty cool, which I don't think I can get, I, I can't get out of packaging, but at the, at the other end here is the adjustable system. So I think this is a 240 and it goes up to a 260 something. And, something now, like that. So, well, so you got the utility. Is that is y'all is y'all system on how that operates, right? That's a very yeah. unique system. Yeah. On the way that those two things come together. Yep. You've got a, a um, you've got the locking mechanism on the, on the paddle shaft. And then that, when that folds down, it's out of the way. And, um, and then you've got the, um, you've got the measuring the, the part here that tells you what length your paddle's at. So you can adjust it for the type of boat that you're in, but um, adjustable with your stroke and that, I don't know what the proper terminology is, but yep, you know what I'm angle adjustment. So you can adjust the blade. So let's say you're, um, maybe some people don't know this. I'll explain it. Let's say you're paddling into a headwind. Um, the blade that is out of the water is going to be block is going to be knocking wind down, which means you're going to be going slower. So you can rotate the blades. So the blade that's out of the water looks like this to the wind, as opposed to looks like that to the wind. So it's going to hold you back less, which makes a really big difference. So you can adjust these paddles on the fly to get the right the right angle, um, and then you can adjust the length obviously for the width of your boat. Um, they come with the drip, the drip rings, but it's a full, this is a full carbon shaft. It's, this is a really lightweight paddle, but it's just, I mean, it's, it's super lightweight. I mean, I use some of the, you know, I'm, I'm blessed that I I'm in this industry full time, but, but I, I get to use some of some admitting branch the best paddles and I, and I love them. They're great stuff, but, but this, this paddle is super lightweight and amazing to use. Corey Dreyer. Thanks for correcting me, bro. On the lever lock and the feathering. Thanks buddy. I really need your help. <laughs> no thanks Corey. i appreciate it bro. well even and even if you're in a pedal drive type boat yeah a good paddle makes a huge difference because there are lots of places where you're going to want to maneuver in uh in tighter spots or you're going to pull you're going to pull your pedal drive up or whatever so having a good paddle is it's one of those things it's the it's one of the first things i would recommend people get a good uh get some good equipment in that area because it just it makes all the difference in the world it it, it saves your shoulders um, just makes you happy when you're out fishing. So yeah, I, I think a lot of times people, uh, especially when the beginners in this industry, like we had somebody comment a, a few minutes ago about, you know, their $30 paddle and no knocks to like nothing financially about, you know, this, that, whatever. But the paddle, I think is one of the things that's, that's drastically overlooked in this space so often, especially when you first get into it and, and realizing what a proper, what a good quality paddle do. Now, not necessarily that you got to go spend $400 on a paddle like i understand for some people that's yep. crazy some people don't want to spend four dollars on a kayak i get it um but if you guys are in this and you're doing it day in and day out and you're spending that time that fatigue that wear and tear on your shoulders on your arms on your wrists on your hands like that that makes a big difference um it you know it really really does so it's super cool to see wildy 
you know, making some advancements and, and, you know, you guys had never really been in paddles before. This is, this is kind of uncharted territory for you guys. And from what I'm seeing so yeah. far, I mean, I'm stoked. These, right? Yeah, absolutely. These paddles. And by the way, part of the reason some of these paddles get fairly expensive is that um, the process to make them is fairly is, is labor intense intensive. So the, the materials in here are, are fairly expensive, but also how they're made and that, and, you know, if you see a you see the price of a four hundred dollar paddle, well, that it it is uh, it is a difficult thing to make. These are these are actually laid up over a foam core, which means the the blades have some flotation to them, which also you know helps your shoulders over the course of a day of, of paddling. It it all helps um, sort of make the take take the ease uh, or take take the effort out of paddling. So investing in a good paddle is is really important, but um, the the cost is there in how they're made, and and these are just uh, like I said, these are sort of time tested paddle blade shapes and the process and how they're made. So they're they're absolutely killer. I, I've been enjoying this paddle immensely while I've been out on the water, you know. Um, and of course, like, like you, I uh, fortunately for me, I I didn't have to pay for mine, but I would have paid for it anyways because it's. Super nice. <laughs> no, absolutely. I will tell you what, the, the, you're 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 out of your plea to fifth questions, but that makes me that get that does make me wonder. What is your go-to boat right now? Like if you're going out for fun, I mean, are you just always in something new or are you always in a prototype? Or like do you uh, keep a rig that's your go-to fishing rig right now? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, right now, um I am in a lot of prototypes. Um, and that's typically what I'll fish out of. But I keep a I have an attack 140 right now and I've got a torpedo on it. Um, and I keep that one ready to go. Um, I, I'll, there's a, a lake near here called Jocassi and it's, it's a big clear lake. It's super deep and, um, you gotta be able to get, um, put some, you know, put some speed on. And so I paddle, I paddle and motor around that lake. Um, and I, and so the attack 140 is great. It, you know, the waves can, the, uh, the weather can pop up on that lake really quick. So you, having a bigger boat out there is nice because you you never know when you're going to end up in uh, some pretty big uh, chop out there. So that's my that's my go to. Uh, cool. I got it. That makes sense. Makes sense. Well, yeah. with that, guys, that's a phenomenal. I mean, you know, we're talking about a little bit over five hundred dollars worth of worth of uh, worth of gifts from Wilderness Systems. So make sure that you guys go like their Facebook page, go subscribe them, comment on here. Um, you know, and give them some love. Uh, you know, the biggest thing that we talk about all the time, guys, you know, uh, when whether you guys are listening to this on a podcast and you're playing catch up or whether you guys are going and 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 catching back up or whether you're watching live or you're going to westbrooksupplyco.com and 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 redownloading and watching and catching up with these things. Um, you know, spending some time and 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 you guys, you know, we get these these gifts and we get these things to give away. We get these opportunities because of the audience that you guys are and we thank you guys for tuning in and watching. Um, with that, uh, we asked you guys to kind of be that creative mindset and to kind of talk us through what your normal day is, what your day looks like for you and what you're doing today and to throw a little bit of Westbrook love down on that today. And we had some, some, some pretty phenomenal submissions, but late this evening, I thought I already had a winner picked out and then late this evening, a post went up and, uh, and, and Hans, I don't know if you saw it or not, man, but it's our, it's, it's the winner, like hands down. I don't know if I saw that one. So, so we're fixing to bring it up here on the screen. So if you guys haven't seen any before, if you guys haven't seen it, um, here we go. And I don't know if he's watching or not. I'm assuming he's not with what his post was about, but, uh, Mr. Tyler Adams posted up. He says, welcoming, welcoming my firstborn 
into the world today, doing it in style with the Westbrook hat on. Nice. Congratulations, my brother. That's huge, man. Uh, I can't. I, he didn't leave any comments on whether or not that's a that's a baby girl or a baby boy. It was hard for me to tell in the photo. Uh, but Hans is the proud father of three. I'm a proud. I'm a proud father of three. Uh, Brad's got four beautiful girls himself. And so, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, like, how could we not, right? We had no option but to not pick you, bro. So congratulations, right. man. Uh, you know, you can pass this pot, this paddle on down to him or her because it's going to last you that long. Awesome. Not only that, but, you know, maybe you can keep some of those baby bottles in that dry bag now and keep those, you know, <laughs> keep those chilled, right? <laughs> yeah, man, that's uh, <laughs> they get they'll be tiny only for a little while, right? The, yeah, the, yeah, that baby will fit in that dry bag for the next six months. That's about it. That's don't right. put the baby in the dry bag. That's some people, guys. Y'all don't be don't be DMing me. That's a joke. Nobody's y'all don't be freaking out on Facebook and Instagram. Nobody's putting a baby in a dry bag. Just like nobody puts baby in the corner, except for Brad. He's in the corner every Wednesday night. Hey, <laughs> what am I talking about? Hey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. Well, Hans, man, you absolutely crushed it, bro. I, I would love to roll out the red carpet for you and let you give an opportunity to kind of thank anybody that you want to and, uh, you know, do any kind of shout outs before we let you go here tonight. Yeah, man. Uh, sure. I, I, I would thank my sponsors, but I'm, I'm not, not really a sponsor. You are the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I'll say that, uh, I'll give a shout out to, uh, my, my amazing wife and my kids and, uh, for putting up with all of my, uh, you know, kayak fishing and, and, uh, shenanigans and all that stuff. Cause it's been, it's been a lot of fun, but, um, honestly, uh, you know, um, early on, uh, I, I, Chad Hoover and I worked together on a lot of stuff and, and, uh, I asked Chad if he would, you know, if he would teach, show me about the, the, the bass fishing side of things. Cause I didn't know that as well. So he, he kind of, you know, showed me a lot of stuff about how to do that side of things. And, uh, and then he, you know, in turn, I, I worked on some stuff where we, we could, we could work together. And so I know like my, my wife's been like, just wondering what, you know, what the heck I've been getting into, you know, with, with kayak fishing, <laughs> but, um, but she's been really patient about that. And my family too, is, you know, uh, the, the time when we were launching Bonafide, we were working so many hours and I had people watching my kids while I was working on boats and, and all that stuff. And then with Confluence, they've been great. They've been, Confluence has been awesome with, um, you know, uh, welcoming, welcoming me back and doing, uh, we're just we're working on all kinds of cool stuff over there with wilderness systems and perception. So, um, you know, it's been good and it's been it's been really cool just to be in the industry and and hang out with all you guys. I wish I hung out with all you guys more. I you know, uh, some of you guys ring my phone fairly often and I apologize if I don't always pick up. But <laughs> you, you've you've been a you've been a phenomenal friend to me, bro. And over the last couple of years and, you know, it's funny you talked about your wife, you know, questioning this kayak fishing industry all of our wives are questioning yeah. the kayak fishing industry um but you know it's it's phenomenal to see and you know and just goes to speak to your character as a human being and you know and how you recognize the people around you you know and you just you've always been humble you've always been motivated always tried to you know to learn more do more be inquisitive 
but still take feedback from folks doing different things. And you're definitely a leader in the industry, man. I can't wait to see what you and Confluence put together over the next couple of years. Um, you know, I'll, you know, uh, I think I'm going to get to see you in a couple of weeks. I think you're planning a trip down to do some fishing with, t- with Tim and myself. Um, so yeah. I'll get to see you then. But, uh, but until then, man, thanks so much for coming on the show tonight. Thanks for opening up your life to us. I know you're not, you know, as, 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 as gun ho about being out in the public as some of us are, but, uh, but man, I appreciate your time tonight. Uh, no, thank, thanks for having me. I, I, you know, I appreciate you guys, uh, pulling me out of my, uh, my cave so I can, I can do a little talking. The introvert in me is, you know, gets to freak out a little bit and, uh, and answer your questions. Nothing about the shirt you're wearing right now says introvert. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I'll have to say this is the first time, probably the only time I'll wear this thing. I like how he told his wife, you know, he got home and he looked at Aaron. He goes, Aaron, where's my lure shirt from, from Goodwill? I got to wear that tonight. I want to look like a pro angler. I was saving it for Halloween, I think, but I, you know, I had to pull this one out of the bag. You know, it looks like it looks like you borrowed that from Corey Dreyer. It looks like that's what he wore to prom in 1994. I think so. Yeah, like that's what something Corey Dreyer would do. I think so, this one right here probably is from about 1995. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Steve Hoffman. Then he goes, I want that shirt, Steve. I, I don't. Uh, we'll have to see what we can do about getting getting these made up. You know, I tell you what, it's kind of Brad's hoodie. Like this is a phenomenal shirt. I'm not going to make any promises though, man. It's kind of itchy. Like I think this is about the cheapest. That's the goodwill in it, right? <laughs> goodwill. I don't. It's definitely no Columbia. You know, UV rated. <laughs> UV rated shirt. So it feels a little itchy. I'm sweating. I'll just say that. The, the yeah. light. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude. We'll 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 get back to the grindstone, man. Go hug right. and kiss on those babies. I know that you're living that dad life. Kiss on those three kids. Tell Miss Aaron we said thank you for your time tonight, and uh, and and we'll catch you next time, Hans. Man, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and listening to me uh, bloviate about uh, kayaks for a little bit. No, man, it's been great, dude. I appreciate it, man. We'll catch up with you later, Hans. All right. Take it easy. All right, guys. And that kind of wraps up the show. I mean, Brad, I learned a couple of things, man. What are you feeling? Oh, I learned a ton. He's a phenomenal, intelligent man that has a phenomenal taste in shirts. A phenomenal taste in shirts. Absolutely. I tell you what, the whole Auburn thing, you know, I'll give you some credit. That may, you know, that may be one of like nine Auburn guys that I really like and really admire. So, uh, but, uh, I, I mean, I'm nine. Yeah, that's probably about right. I got a couple of Auburn friends. So yeah, nine, I don't know. Maybe not nine. That may be an exaggeration. That may have been a little high. So, well, I, yeah, I'm married to a UGA chick, so it is what it is. So anyway, guys, uh, it is uh, it is Tennessee hate week for me with uh, with Bama. Who are y'all playing this weekend? Georgia Tech's got. That's ridiculous. You know what? You know, I don't even know if you're a real fan anymore. Miami. Miami? Are you sure? Jim Ware would know who they're playing and you're over here guessing. See, guys, I don't know. This is why Brad stays in the corner. Everybody needs a Brad up until this point. So Noah Dickerson said, I'll take number eight. Hey, Noah, I think you're on my list, bro. Michael Wildman's War Eagle. All these War Eagle fans coming out of the woodwork, man. I tell you what, y'all all piling up on me. We're a couple weeks out. We're going to see. There you go. There you go. So, guys, another another ridiculous evening. Tyler Adams, if he's not watching, somebody tag him and tell him congratulations, uh, not only on the win, but on the birth of the baby. Um, you know, you'll always be able to remember this day as this is the day that you won the Wilderness Systems giveaway on Westbrook Wednesday. I mean, the birth of your child is huge too, but, uh, you know, but getting this paddle and dry bag, that's a big, big day. <laughs> yeah. The paddle. Yeah. The paddle gets a birthday cake every year. You'll know, you'll know how long you've had that paddle, man. That's awesome. 
All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. If you guys got any, uh, if you guys miss any of this, y'all can you can absolutely download it on all of the podcast streams all over the all over the internet. Um, you can go to westbrooksablico.com forward slash Westbrook Wednesday and uh, and and watch any of this or any of the previous versions. Um, I made some phone calls today. Today was a work day in the office, getting things set up for November and December. And all I can tell you guys is that uh, the shows are getting bigger, the prizes are getting better. And the uh, the the plead the fifth questions are going to be even that much more entertaining um, next weekend. Next Wednesday. Brad, I would dare to say he's potentially got the opportunity of being the biggest guest we've ever had. I don't mean physically the biggest guest, but I mean the most in the sport, in the industry, probably the most. You guys are just going to have to see next Wednesday. It, it's Yeah. It's going to be really, really good. All right, guys. Uh, be rad. Mr. Brad Cody behind me. I'm your host, Scott Buger. Thank you guys for tuning in to Westbrook Wednesday. We'll catch up with you guys later. As always, tack your dreams. See ya. Brad, you know how to turn this thing off? Because there's a button somewhere, and I'm lost. I don't know. what's. How do we get out of here? Anybody find the button? I don't know. Let's